I'll let you in on a little secret. Reaching your revenue goal won't change your life, but hitting your profit goal, that absolutely will. If you want to build a life-first business this year, you need to create more margin, both in your finances and in your schedule. If you're ready to double down on profit-generating strategies that actually work so you can work four-day weeks, go on real vacations, or even take the summers off, you won't want to miss this. In my free masterclass, Double Your Profit While Working Less, you'll learn exactly how to set your business up to scale so you can give yourself a raise, create a clear plan for how to work that dream schedule, and step into your CEO era, the one where you and your business aren't just surviving, but thriving. You can grab this free masterclass at www.jadeboyd.co backslash double your profit masterclass or go to the link in the show notes. Now back to the show. Business minimalists come to terms with the fact that they're going to have to say no to some things that they want to do. They've accepted it and learned how to move forward intentionally. Welcome to the Business Minimalist Podcast, a podcast about redefining productivity for the modern woman in business and finding ways to work smarter, not harder in business and life. I'm your host, Jade Boyd. I'm an MBA business strategist and mentor who helps overwhelmed business owners simplify and scale their service-based businesses with strategy and systems. On this podcast, we'll explore simple ways to earn more while working less. If you're ready to scale your business, bring order to chaos, ditch the busy work, and make space for what really matters, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Business Minimalist Podcast. From the moment I named this podcast The Business Minimalist, I knew that I needed to create some sort of episode like this, but defining exactly what a business minimalist was or wasn't has taken me quite a bit of time to put into words. Ultimately, becoming a business minimalist has more to do with what you believe than the actual type of business that you own. I think you can be a business minimalist as a solopreneur photographer who makes $50,000 a year, or you can be a business minimalist as a multi-passionate creative business owner with a team of 20 people. I would even argue that Apple is a minimalist business, even though they earned $167 billion last year. What matters most is the mindset and the intentionality in which you approach your business decisions. So before we dive into what a business minimalist is, let's quickly talk about what a business minimalist is not, because I think that's really obvious from the get-go. There's a few things that I can just point out right away. Business minimalists are not the type of entrepreneurs who are just resigned to being busy, are always go, 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 and are just content with that. They're not the type of business owners that are throwing spaghetti at the wall when it comes to strategy, just doing a bunch of different things without any thought or process behind it. They're not the type of entrepreneurs who are just consumed with ambition and constantly chasing more just for the sake of more, regardless of the cost. They're not the type of entrepreneurs that are placing their identity in their business and letting their work consume their life. Like these are the types of things right off the bat that I think we can be clear that business minimalists are not. But there's also some other things that a business minimalist is not that might not be as easy to identify and could easily be misunderstood. So the term business minimalist, like the general term minimalist, I think it's easy to misunderstand it. And minimalists can get a bad rap sometimes. Sometimes they can be viewed as these countercultural extremists who just get pleasure in denying themselves the good things in life, modern conveniences. They're always getting rid of things and depriving themselves. They're needlessly cheap and stingy. 
And that is also not what minimalism is about. It's not what business minimalism is about either. And don't get me wrong, those types of minimalists definitely exist. They're out there. I'm not going to deny it. But at the core of what minimalism is, it's the understanding that there are many, many things that get in the way of the things that are most important to us. And when you ruthlessly eliminate all of the distractions and narrow down whatever it is, whether it's in your business, whether it's in your home, whether it's in your relationships, when you eliminate the distractions and narrow it down so that you're able to focus on what's most important to you, you're able to live a more meaningful and fulfilling life. And this is what, at its core, business minimalism is. It's eliminating the distractions. It's saying no to more for the sake of more. It's really being clear on what you want to focus on with driving results, eliminating everything else, and building a meaningful and intentional business. So throughout the last year, I've been making notes in my phone as I think about what a business minimalist is or what it means to build a minimalist business. I've been making notes and jotting down ideas. And this episode is kind of a brain dump of all of the thoughts that I've had when it comes to identifying who is a business minimalist and who's not, because it's not as clear when it comes to the type of business or personality. So many different types of people can build a minimalist business or be a business minimalist. I'm going to use those two terms kind of interchangeably. But what it really comes down to is mindset. So without further ado, let's just enter this brain dump (laughs) that I've compiled when it comes to defining what a business minimalist is. And there's kind of seven main ideas that I kept coming back to as I was jotting down examples and thoughts and characteristics of a business minimalist. So we're just going to go one by one. Starting at number one, business minimalists have clarity on what's important and also what's not important in their business. They're the type of entrepreneur who's striving to create a business with focus, something that's simple and intentional and has a purpose. Everything in their business connects to their purpose to that overarching goal. They know what's important and they align their business towards that end goal. It's intentional. Again, it's not haphazard. It's not throwing spaghetti at the wall. They have clarity on what's important and they go after it. I think another thing that comes with this is that business minimalists, because they know what's important, they're able to focus on their own business without looking left and right and comparing themselves to what other people are doing. Immediately, when you have clarity on what's important, when you have decided what you're going to focus on, it becomes a lot easier to put on your blinders and focus on your own business without worrying what some other person in your industry is doing or what tactic they're experimenting with or what results they're getting you're able to just put on your blinders and focus on the work that you know what's important. That's one of the types of distractions that business minimalists do not get caught up in. And again, it just comes back to having clarity. Like They know what their own personal definition of success is, and they're not worried about how their business is measuring up to other people in their industry or other people in their networking group. They have their eyes on the prize. They know what's important. And they work off their own definition of success. So that at its core, that comes to the top of my list because I think productivity starts with clarity. Productivity is not about getting all the things done. It's about getting the right things done. So at its core, business minimalists get this right. The second thing that rises to the top of the list, 
the second characteristics, I would say, maybe of a business minimalist is that they're not the type of entrepreneur who's constantly hustling for more for the sake of more. They know how much is enough. I give my coaching clients a spreadsheet template that helps them calculate from a financial perspective how much is enough. And it's not that more profit means that you're not a business minimalist. Again, going back to Apple, obviously a lot of profit, a lot of cash, still a minimalist business, but knowing how much is enough is a starting point for understanding when more is not better. There comes a point in a business where more, the cost that it takes for you to get more won't be worth, it just won't be worth it to you. And so understanding how much is enough helps you to counterbalance that easy, slippery slope to fall down to where you're just pursuing more for the sake of more because more must be better, right? I think when it comes to financials, that's so easy to believe. So backwards planning your revenue goals to really figure out for you how much is enough. How big of a business do you want to build? What really is the purpose of this business? What do you want it to do? And then backwards plan from that overarching revenue goal, starting with how much you need to pay yourself and then factoring in all of the other financial details like taxes and expenses and savings for your business, all of those things. I help my clients move through this process so that they can really have a clear idea of how much is enough. And it's going to look different in different stages of your business, right? So start with clarity with how much is enough for this year. Some of my clients still have part-time jobs or they have multiple businesses that they're working to move away from. And an easy way to start this is knowing how much is enough to quit that other job. Like how stable does your income need to be in order for you to take the next step in your business? Because you don't need to have everything and reach your ultimate business goals in order to take the next step. So business minimalists are not constantly going to hustle for more. They know how much is enough and they know what the next benchmark is for their own individual business. And along with that, they recognize that more always comes with a cost. It might not cost a lot, but it costs something. And that might be the financial cost of having to hire additional employees to get to the next level of business. Or it could just be the added cost of stress or responsibility that comes with managing a larger business. More always comes at a cost. And so you have to know when more is worth the cost and when it is not. Also along with this, business minimalists are constantly looking for ways that things can be simplified and where less can become more in their business. So again, not more for the sake of more, but they're looking for ways that less can be more in business. Doing less and achieving the same results or doing less and getting better results. Business minimalists are all about working smarter and not harder. And they care more about creating freedom rather than profits. And don't get me wrong, profit certainly plays a role in creating freedom, especially in the beginning. You have to have a profitable business and a little bit of leeway and flexibility in order to get your time back, in order to hire team members who take more off your plate, in order to optimize certain parts of your business. Like there just has to be profit there for it to be sustainable. But there comes a time when more profit doesn't equal more freedom. And at some point, you're going to have to decide between more profit and more freedom or pulling yourself out of your business altogether, which again, might not be the goal of your business. It might not light you up to be in a CEO role or to be in an outsider perspective, writing, watching somebody else run your business. So when it comes to freedom or profit, I think 
business minimalists are characteristically more interested in creating a life of freedom rather than a luxurious life where money is the ultimate end all be all. Okay, moving on to number three. Business minimalists are okay with not being on every marketing channel or every marketing trend. They're clear again on those few things that are driving results in their business, and they would rather be really good at a couple of channels that they know drive results rather than try to have a presence on every single channel and be everything to everyone and play all of the algorithm games. This does not mean that they're inflexible or opposed to change or growth or learning a new marketing platform if it makes sense for them. It just means that business minimalists are really clear on their strategy and again, the purpose behind their business and which marketing channels are most effective in reaching their audience and reaching their goals in communicating the right message. They're really conscious of the cost of adding more to their marketing calendar and are probably not the first people to jump on new channels that are not tested and true. Number four, business minimalists are okay with serving a core audience, one ideal client well, and not being everything for everybody. This kind of goes hand in hand with niching, but when you are focused on reaching one particular audience, you're probably going to repel a lot of people. And I think that's one of the reasons why business owners, especially women in business, hesitate to narrow down because they want to be helpful. They want to serve more people and they don't want to repel people. And when it comes to marketing, serving one core audience well is just more productive and more effective from an input to output ratio. If we're talking about productivity, how hard you have to try to reach that audience in order to reach your goals in your business, it's going to be easier if you're focused on serving one client well. And I find this challenging in my own business because I know that the way that I teach and talk about business repels a lot of people. (laughs) Even this episode, I can just imagine certain business owners in my mind and how they might react to a episode titled, what's a business minimalist? Like the idea does not resonate with everybody. There are a lot of people who might believe the exact opposite of what I believe. They disagree with me. And that's okay. They can believe what they want to believe. But I know that by talking about what I truly believe and practicing business and the way that I practice it, I'm attracting the people to me who believe similar things to me, who also value freedom more than profits. And those are the people that are going to end up hiring me in the end anyway. So being a business minimalist does mean taking a stand on something and serving one ideal client well and being okay with maybe making some other people mad. That's just going to happen. Number five, this kind of goes along with niching and I like picking a core audience, but number five is business minimalists would prefer to go deep in one offer or a handful of offers rather than make a different offer for everybody. So business minimalists would rather have the type of business that has some core offers that are streamlined, that are tried, that are true, that are systemized rather than try to do a type of business that would require you to start from scratch with every project that you do. So this could simply look like a business that's set up to be everything for everybody, like a consultant. When I started out, I was doing marketing consulting and we would take on any type of marketing project. And every project was very inefficient because we were doing things 
without systems. We were doing things the first time, every time. We did some projects that were kind of similar, but it wasn't very efficient and it didn't feel good to me. I don't like doing something different for everybody. I want structure and consistency in my business and I want an offer that I can believe in. I don't want to like figure it out and solve a problem on the fly. I would rather have something that's true that I know deeply that I understand and can explain really well and that I'm really clear on and can communicate well. So business minimalists would prefer to go deep with somebody and offer that they've put a lot of time and effort and have tested well rather than constantly be making new offers anytime a trend changes. So this also leans towards people who are creating offers that are more evergreen rather than things that need to be updated really frequently. I think about this when it comes to marketing. There's certain business models that make offers that are based on things that change constantly. And that is not the type of business that I'm interested in creating. I would rather create something that lasts a long time. And when you focus on marketing strategies and understanding the fundamentals of marketing, I believe that it helps you to do marketing different. And the tactics are easy to learn and any platform will teach you how to use the tactics of marketing But the strategy is what lasts forever. And if you understand the strategy, you can succeed with any tactic because you have to understand the science behind why these marketing platforms are doing what they're doing. And it just unlocks a whole different level of what you're able to do in your marketing. So going along with less but better offers, having offers that are evergreen that can be systemized and repeated and done again and again and again, obviously it's more productive because you're not having to put as much time into creating it. And the more that you market one offer, the more momentum you build over time. If you're continually being known for a core set of offers or continually pushing your clients to offers that are tried and true, the more referrals you're going to get for those offers, the more testimonials, the more connections you're going to be able to make and even stages you're going to be on if you're getting bigger results because you've gone really deep in some core offers that are well-known. Number six, and this is kind of a result of everything that we've gone over up to this point, but business minimalists cut excess spending instead of investing in every new opportunity or growth tactic. They're very focused on where their expenses go, and they're very strategic in aligning their business expenses to their goals. And of course, when you're narrowing down your audience, when you're narrowing down your marketing channels, when you're really focused on your core offers when you're focused on creating more freedom rather than more profit, all of these things that we've talked about allow you to focus in your business and spend on a few areas that maximize your results. So it makes sense that business minimalists can cut on excess spending because they're really clear on what they're trying to do and they do not get distracted by trends and marketing tactics that are going to come and go. Okay, now wrapping it up with number seven, and this is a big one and one that is very difficult. It's been really difficult for me, but business minimalists have the courage it takes to decide. Again, at its core in minimalism, it's deciding what's important and also deciding what's not important. And those are really difficult emotional decisions to make. All of these things that I just talked about, they may sound simple and even easy because you're doing less technically, But it's really difficult to make those decisions. Business minimalists don't try to do it all. They know they need to say no. And not only to the things that they don't like to do or don't want to do, those things are pretty easy to say no to. Like, for example, 
it's easy for me to hire somebody to do my bookkeeping because I don't want to do that. I don't like doing it. I don't know a lot about like tax regulations, nor do I have any interest on staying up to date with those things. So it's easy for me to say no to that and outsource it. It's easy for me to say no to editing my podcast because I hate listening to myself talk and editing audio. It is not in line with my skills or my strengths. I don't enjoy it. So I say no to those things, but it's easy to say no to the things that you don't like to do or that you don't want to do. What's hard is saying no to the things that you do love to do and you do want to do, but we can't do everything. And in order to truly focus on the things that are important in your business, you're going to have to say no to things that you want to do, things that you like to do. And that's hard. And that might come up in setting your annual goals. Maybe you realize there's only two or three goals that you can accomplish in a year, and that means not moving towards some other goals that you still want to accomplish eventually. It might look like narrowing down your business development projects, deciding not to start a podcast this quarter so that you can focus on your core marketing channels. It might just be editing your daily to-do list and realizing that, hey, I'm not going to clean my house this week because I just don't have the time and it's not important in comparison to these other things. Even though you want to have a clean house, everyone would love to have a clean house, right? So maybe that's something that's easy for you to say no to and outsource. It hasn't been for me. (laughs) But anyway, business minimalists come to terms with the fact that they're going to have to say no to some things that they want to do. They've accepted it and learned how to move forward intentionally. And one area of my business where this has been a huge struggle for me. So last April, I believe it was last April, is when I announced that I was launching a planner. And this project, I love this project. I so want to make this project a reality. And there have been a lot of roadblocks and a lot of delays in making this happen. This was one of my big goals for 2023. And in the last couple weeks, I feel like I've been struggling with this idea of saying no to something that I really want to do. Even if it's just no for this year, saying no to continuing to work on the planner products is hard for me because there's other things on my business development list that I know should probably come first. And I can't do it all this year. Like I really wanted to do it all this year, but we're halfway through February. And I think I'm realizing that my timeline was pretty ambitious I would like to think of myself as being more of a realist than an optimist when it comes to time management and planning out my year. I already narrow my goals down pretty extremely in comparison to most people, but I've still realized that I'm probably believing that I can accomplish more this year than is actually realistic based on all of the things in my life that are important to me. It's important to me to stop working at five and have a life outside of my business. It's important to me to spend my weekends either resting or working on house projects and taking care of my plant babies. Like those things are really important to me. And I believe that prioritizing my personal health also adds to my business in different ways. But there's a lot of like personal relationship and personal projects that I've taken on and know that they're just more important to spend time on this year. And I only have a limited amount of time to work on my business and serve my clients and do my marketing and all of the other things that I want to do. And there's only so many like special business development projects that I can tackle and do well. I would rather do things well than half-ass all of my goals and then check them off a list and call it done. I'm not satisfied with that. Again, I would rather go deep on a few things and be as best as I can be at them. And realistically, 
I might not get to the planner this year. And that's even really hard for me to admit on this podcast. I have promised time and time again, and the timeline has moved so many times by this point. I really thought that maybe I could launch it by October and get on like the planning hype that's going to happen at the end of the year. A lot of planners sell out in October because people are already starting to do pre-orders and launches for the next year. And if I want to launch a planner, I know that I should have it in hand by October, even before that, in order to get all of the systems set up, like do the product photography, start the website, figure out shipping, packaging, all of those things need to be done. Like it's a huge project. Just designing the planner is one thing, but actually launching it is a whole nother thing. And I know that there's other projects that need to come first in my business before the planner. But again, saying no to something, even if it's just no for now, it's difficult. And coming back to this idea of being a business minimalist has less to do with what your business looks like and more to do with the mindset that you use to approach your business. It's okay to make mistakes. You don't just overnight decide, I'm going to be a business minimalist. And then all of a sudden, all these decisions are easy to make and saying no comes easily to you. And you're able to just like eliminate offers and streamline your processes and find your ideal client. Like it's a journey and it's an everyday thing that you have to constantly be reminding yourself because it's so easy to look left and right and see what other people are doing and like cool things that could be really beneficial to your business in some way. It's hard to say no to those things in pursuit of what actually is meaningful to you and constantly reminding yourself, pulling yourself back to your ultimate purpose for your business and your why behind what you're doing and the results that you care most about. It's not an easy thing. So if you're sitting here listening to this episode and thinking like my business does not align to all of these seven points that she's talking about, I'm obviously not a business minimalist. It's not true. You're a business minimalist if you believe in these things, if you believe in the power of doing less but better, if you are pursuing less but better, if you are trying to systemize and streamline and simplify the way that you're doing business in pursuit of more freedom and less complication, that does make you a business minimalist. You might be really early on your business minimalist journey. Think of it like decluttering your house. At the beginning, you read your first minimalist book and you start decluttering a little bit and your mindset changes. You see the benefits of owning less things and you have more time on your hands and you're not spending as much time cleaning. Things get easier and you adopt this minimalist mindset, but you probably do not look like your house does not look like somebody who's been a minimalist for 20 years. It looks very, very different. And the same thing is true with business minimalism. It's deciding to take a shift and to change your perspective and to prioritize different things when it comes to growing your business. So if you listen to this episode and thought, man, I desperately want to run a minimalist business, but this seems like a lot and I'm feeling a little bit lost. I'm actually packaging my entire framework for becoming a business minimalist into a digital course. It's called the Business Minimalist Blueprint Course. And again, this is that project that is just way more important to me than the planner. And I know that finishing this course and finalizing all of the packaging of my processes and systems and a simple framework 
or doing less but better in your business is only going to make the planner better eventually, but this has to come first. So I'm actively working on packaging this course for you. And if you want to join the waitlist to be the first to know when it launches, I'm going to link that in the show notes. And people who are on my email list, if you join the waitlist, you'll be on my email list. They're going to get a special pre-launch offer. So if you are interested, make sure you head on over to the show notes and sign up for the waitlist before you leave today. Also, if you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe. Next week, I have an amazing conversation with my friend Erica Olaf coming to you. And if you are looking to adopt a business minimalist mindset and create a business that's more aligned to your version of success and to get clear on the things that are important and the things that drive results, this conversation is so good and I cannot wait for you to listen to it. So make sure you don't miss it. Head on over and hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this today. And I hope to catch you back here next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Business Minimalist Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd be so grateful if you'd rate it on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening today. Your rating and review will help more small business owners discover helpful episodes each week. Don't forget to check out the show notes for the tools and resources mentioned in today's episode, because good ideas don't grow businesses, action does. And if you want more business minimalist tips and resources, head on over to Instagram and follow me at jadeboyd.co. I'd love to hear what you took away from today's episode. I'll see you next time on the Business Minimalist Podcast. The number of women burning out is at an all-time high right now, and I'm on a mission to change that. If you're a service provider who's feeling overwhelmed, overworked, and underpaid, don't let another year go by staying stuck. The Business Edit is a 12-month group coaching program that helps you declutter your business from top to bottom so that you can have shorter to-do lists, a clear strategy to scale, and know exactly what to focus on each week to drive results in your business. You'll end the year with the business that you've been dreaming of building, one that gives you your life back and pays you more than you've ever made before. In the program, you'll follow my signature five-step method for scaling your service-based business. You'll get business minimalist strategy, marketing, systems, and productivity roadmaps that are simple to understand and easy to implement, plus 12 months of customized one-on-one coaching to help you every step of the way. Join me inside the business edit at www.jadeboyd.co backslash coaching and get my step-by-step blueprint with everything you need to build your dream business in 2024. Now back to the show.